Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. I'm Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, TikTok. How is everyone doing? Are we getting stir-crazy being on quarantine? Are we one of those people protesting without a mask, standing elbow to elbow each other and spreading the disease? Did you guys see in Florida yesterday how people were protesting in front of a courthouse about not having a gym open so they could work out in? And they're doing squats and push-ups. So you're protesting by showing the courthouse you can work out outside. That is a bold strategy and something idiotic. I mean, the one thing that this quarantine has showed me is A, how people react in crisis. I mean, I think I'm handling it great. I'm doing day trading. I'm providing you guys with more content. And then we see other people who are just saying stupid stuff, flying off the wind. So, I mean, it, it's telling me a lot about people. And hopefully you guys are doing okay with it and everything. The important thing to remember is try to help people out. I mean, you just got to be kind. So with the lack of sports, we have a decent amount of sports coming back this week with NASCAR, German soccer, and we actually have two UFC cards. Reminder that all plays will be free until June 1st. I'll be posting everything that I am personally playing with how many units to risk and whatnot. Also, Churchill Downs will start and Golden Gate Bridges will start on Thursday. So all my horse plays are on etof 21 sports underscore horse underscore racing. Every horse bet, I only wager one unit to win. I'm up over 50 units, and my ROI is 114%, another way of looking at it. And all that stuff has been posted for free. So if you guys, you know, check that out, I'm giving away everything free until June, but then memberships are going to start up because June is when stuff is actually hopefully going to start to get back to normal. I also had some people asking me about my thoughts on the NFL schedule. I'm going to be recording, I believe, Thursday on the That's What G Said podcast, and I will be going through team by team. I'll give you some thoughts on their schedule. I'll give you my ceiling for wins and floor for wins for each team, a couple fantasy players I like some situational bets that if the situation lines up like I think it will and the number's right, I'll be on, and also my future bets. So again, that is usually premium content, but with the quarantine and everything, all that stuff is going to be free. The UFC was back this weekend with UFC 249. Did all you guys end up watching it? I was locked in, watched every bout but the first one. Had a little trouble ordering the pay-per-view, but you know that was a little hiccup but eventually got everything working. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was entertaining, right? The first fight, I mean, we had Mitchell plus 160. Mitchell dominated Rosa in a grappling to win a unanimous decision. Mitchell controlled Rosa every round, taking him to the ground, almost submitting him multiple times. Mitchell is fastly becoming a bright prospect in the 145 division. I it was I mean it was a dominant performance. I was really impressed by the kid. That kid is going places. Well, I believe he's 13 and 0 overall, 4 4 and 0 in UFC. Really looking good. Unfortunately, though, we lost Watterson plus 130 to Espenza. Typical UFC judging. I've said in the past that the awful judging will be the downfall of the sport. To have one judge 3027 Watterson, the other judge 3027 Espenza. How can those guys be watching the same fight with such discrepancy? I mean, fine, 28, 29, 20, 
you know, one one Watterson, one Espensa. I get that. You know, that's fine. That makes sense. Okay, that's fine. But to have 3027 for both of them, that's just that's idiotic. And I mean, that needs to get cleaned up. Dana White's obviously gonna have to do something because there's gonna be about there's gonna be a huge controversy because of that. You know, end of the day, the karate hottie Watterson lost. I mean, you know, we lost our bet. You know, is what it is. You move on. But I will tell you guys this. If you are not watching, following her, excuse me, on Instagram, you guys are missing out. I mean, she is a beautiful woman. And her husband is extremely lucky. So if you guys aren't following Watterson, the karate hottie on Instagram, must follow. An absolute must follow. Our big dog of the night, Olenek, hit it plus 258. I mean, like I said, in life, there's a couple of things that motivate people. Family and money. And that's what he was fighting for. He needed to win that fight to provide money for his family. And that's what he did. He came out. He looked in good shape. And he won the fight. He got gassed out a little bit to the end, cashed it out 29-28, but... You know, overall, he did. He he was fighting for his family. You could tell he was fighting with something to prove. Pettis defeated Cowboy in another one of the famous UFC decisions fight. I thought the judges messed up, but like I said, judging is going to be the downfall of the sport. The thing that stuck out to me was there's an obvious eye poke from Pettis, from Pettis to Cowboy that Peterson, the referee, missed. And I don't understand how as a referee and you being right there watching that, how you can miss such an obvious eye poke. Really was like, dude, what the heck? I mean, but both those guys at the end of the day, they're both so unreliable. Cowboy was this three or four in a row he's lost. Pettis fights his best when he's like free falling, not being so structured. I Cowboy's toward the end of the line, which pains me to say it because I really like the guy. But it'll be interesting to see where both these guys go after this. Hardy defeated DeCastro. We were on DeCastro. Um, Hardy checked one of DeCastro's leg kicks, and that led to a broken toe or some sort of foot injury with DeCastro. And it was interesting because Hardy said after the fight, he heard DC, the commentator, say leg check. And that's when he started to do it. So it's going to be interesting to see, is Dana White going to move the judges back so that way when you're fighting, since there's no fans, you can hear, you can't hear what they're saying? Because that's basically coaching from a coach, from, from a person that's not a coach. So it was kind of a little bit, you know, what the heck? So I, I'd like to see those guys move back so they can't hear what they're saying. Because that's kind of an, a little bit of an unfair advantage in my eyes. The cornerman should only be allowed to do that. Also, Francis, oh my God, he is a bad, 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 bad man. I mean, he knocked out... Rosette in 20 seconds. I mean, that was impressive as Hall. Francis needs a title shot right away. But, you know, that won't happen because current the current champ, Minoch, is a first responder in Ohio fighting this pandemic. Once he comes back, he's supposed to fight D.C., and the winner of that, after they heal, will fight Francis. But are they going to have Cormier and Francis fight for an interim title? Because... Strap can't fight. I mean, that's something also to think of too. But Cormier, I mean, you got to take that dude to the ground because that is a bad motherfucker, man. You can't swing punches with him. Oh, you're going to get your ass knocked out. You just can't do it. 
So, I mean, that would be an interesting fight. But, I mean, if I can get Francis anything close to even money, I'd be on that in a heartbeat. But it would be interesting to see how he did on a ground game. But he's so big and so quick and so powerful. Like, once you get hit, how can, how can you recover from that? Um, Henry Seduto scored a controversial knockout over Dominic Cruz. Cruz got hit by a knee, got knocked down. When he was on the ground, he got hit 11 times, but it was making his way to his feet. When referee Keith Peterson, Keith Peterson again, noticed a trend, stopped the fight. After the bout, Cruz claimed that Peterson smelled of alcohol and cigarettes when he entered the ring and he wanted a new referee. This is huge because a UFC official drunk? I mean, the cigarettes part, that's fine. I, I could care less about that. But he's smelling like booze and drunk, calling a fight during a pandemic with the whole world watching? Are you kidding me? That's the look that UFC is giving out? This could be huge for Peterson's career if it is true. And it's going to be sad if Cruz is just saying that for an excuse. Um, Henry Seduto announced after the fight that he was retiring. I'm done with the sport and I want to walk away. I have nothing else to prove. He's having a baby girl. So my thing to this is he's always claimed that he's been underpaid. Is he just doing this because he wants to get more money? Is he? I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me if he eventually does come back for a payday because he's all about that money and that's what he wants. But there's also a rumor that he wants to go back to Olympic wrestling. He feels he can make the team. I just don't know. Part of me thinks deep, deep down this is just a money grab for him and he's just looking to make more money because he's been quite vocal. He feels that he's underpaid by the UFC and as someone that is a champion in two divisions and Olympic champion and hasn't lost a fight in what? couple years I don't know how long he feels he's being underpaid so if he he's doing this as a ploy for money you know so be it but if he's actually walking away it was a hell of a run another event over the weekend was the WWE money in the bank and oh my god did you guys see Sasha Banks <laughs> like I'm here watching and she is wearing this red leather suit and as soon as I saw her my jaw literally hit the ground then she had, she knocked Tamara to the ground and you could see the tan line on her boobs and oh my God, that was so incredibly hot. That girl is a truly a gorgeous woman, a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. And with Becky Lynch now, I don't know if she's retiring or just putting a career on pause. There needs to be a top female in the WWE. Is that Sasha Banks? Because she's a draw. People like her. Are they going to go with Charlotte? I mean, because Becky Lynch announced that she is a mom. She's pregnant and she's due in December. So she's on the shelf right now. And now that leaves Vince with out your top guy, Roman Reigns, who's your top guy babyface because of his leukemia history. He doesn't want to come back with the COVID-19, which rightfully so. That's his right. You know, he's worried, thinking about him, his family, and his health. And I totally get and then your top female just announced she's pregnant. Congrats to her and South Rollins. That, that's great. Starting a family is great. But in terms of the business aspect, once Vitz is going to do, because people aren't tuning in right now, and now you're just losing arguably your one of your top draws, you know, what what are you going to do to get people's interest to, to come back? There's no real star. I mean, Bray Wyatt, but they killed that when they had... Bill Goldberg beat him. I mean, I really think you need to go all in with Sasha Banks 
and get that feud with Bailey going. In terms of SmackDown, they're they're constantly pumping this Otis thing, which was which was fine. It was good, but now he just won Money in the Bank. You know, so so what? I mean, I re- that really does nothing for me. I think Aleister Black would have been a better decision, but Braun Strowman and um, he's a champion there, and he's probably going to continue his feud with Bray Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt will go to the, you know the from. But I just don't know. They they need to do something to create a buzz, and I'm just not getting the buzz from them. And I really think the Sasha Bailey feud hopefully will will jumpstart it. And I really think they need to go all in with Sasha, especially because she's going to be in um, the that Disney show, the Star Wars Disney show. What is it? Um, all Madrin or whatever. And she's going to be the star, one of the stars of season two. They need to cash in on that. And I I would use her to hopefully jumpstart the ratings back. And that Otis thing has been great, but that needs to kind of go back a little bit. And then with Raw. I don't know. Are people tuning in for is Drew McIntyre's champion really getting you excited? I mean, there's a lot of questions that WWE has to do. Plus, you hear Stephanie selling off her shares, Vince is selling off her shares, and everyone else is selling off shares. I mean, WWE's in a world of hurt, and then AEW is constantly beating um NXT on Wednesdays. Yeah, so Vince is gonna have to come up with something, come up with rabbit out of his hat to figure out what to do to compete and try to get those numbers back. The Last Dance has been great the last two episodes. And you could tell that Michael Jordan doesn't like that he wasn't liked. But he wants to win more and be the best. Being the best at something means people hate you because of the success you are having. People are jealous. And the people you work with or around don't like you because you're so demanding. The best line in that whole thing was, you may think I'm a tyrant, but that's because you don't win. And I'll tell you guys something. I am very difficult to be around. I'm nowhere near Jordan level. I, and I am very difficult to be around. And because I want to be the best, I constantly work, constantly grind. So, I mean, I get it. And being good is hard. You can't just wake up and decide you want to be good. I mean, this gambling stuff and fantasy stuff, I put a lot of hours in the day. And because I put a lot of hours in the day... I win money and I'm able to provide for my family. But that just doesn't happen with me just showing up and saying, oh, I'm going to start blah, 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 because blah, blah, blah is good. That That's not how it works. Or I'm going to bet blah, 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 because it's good. You got to work. You got to put the grind in. So that's why I love these two episodes. And then also the finals and Gary Payton was like, oh, if I would have started checking Jordan earlier, we actually could have maybe won the series. The outcome could have been different, a lot closer than to see Jordan laugh. Dude. I love Gary Payton, one of the better trash talkers back in the day, but he's never going to recover from that. I mean, that was embarrassing as hell to see Jordy's reaction and him cracking up and laughing. Come on. Plus, it's also crazy to think if the MLB strike didn't happen, how MJ would have fared in, in the MLB. For him to do what he did at 31, for him to come into double A ball, and for him to be good and improving. I mean, he had like 50 RBIs. He bat 200 with not playing baseball since he was a kid. He was only going to get better, and he definitely would have been in the major leagues. Maybe not an all-star, but he definitely would have had a role batting, what, 250? I mean, that's a good average for an everyday player, and that's what he was going to be. So that happened, which pushed him back. And then what happens if when he was in Chicago, he didn't call B.J. Armstrong? Because that's the whole thing that kickstarted him coming back. He went to Breftis with B.J. Armstrong, and then he went to the Bulls facility to practice. Imagine if those two things didn't happen. 
Or if he wasn't in Chicago, if he didn't call BJ that day and he didn't go to practice, that never, he he could have come back later. And that 3 P that they had maybe never would have happened. Maybe Rodman never would have signed. There's all these what ifs you can start thinking about and it totally just changes the way everything is perceived, which is kind of cool. Um, the season is going to be coming to an end, sadly, this Sunday. And I'm not going to lie, for, what is it, 10 weeks, that 10, 10 episodes, 5 weeks, they brought this country together, this Bulls team, and Jordan, and it's got people talking. And for that time, it, even if you hated the Bulls, and I was hated the Bulls because I'm from Detroit, and it was just kind of an unspoken thing. You hated Chicago, and it's funny now because I do live in Chicago, but you hated them if you're from there. And I have a different outlook now. And I respect them and I understand them. And I'm looking forward to these last two episodes and how how they're going to play out. Also, another myth that was diffused was Jordan's dad was murdered because of gambling debt. And Jordan was suspended because of the gambling debt. Come on. Like some of these conspiracy theories just want to grab at anything. Kind of like Tom Hanks is a pedophile. And that's COVID-19 is all made up. I mean, come on. Just think for the love of God. Let's just think for a minute. But no, the series has been great. So happy that ESPN put it on early. Enjoyed watching it. And I wish there was more. Word on the street is... There was a crew found around Kobe for his final season, and they're going to make a doc out of that. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry my ass off because Kobe is my man. Looking at my mom mentality sign right now. I mean, I can't wait for that, and I'm sad about this coming to an end, but hopefully with the sports coming back, you know, stuff's going to start getting back to the normal. We have UFC on Wednesday. I'll be posting plays Wednesday afternoon before the card. And then we have NASCAR and UFC this weekend. Again, I'll be posting my plays as I put them in. So make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, whatever. The TikTok. I'll be posting plays all the time that I'm personally playing. So make sure you follow those. And then we also, like I said, we got Churchill and Golden Gate coming back with Tampa and Golden Gulfstream running. So we're stuff's coming back, guys. You know, make sure you're following me because, like I said, you guys have 19 more days of free stuff, and I'm putting out everything I can. So make sure you do that. I'm giving out fantasy advice. My fantasy rankings are up on etop21sports.com. I update those every week. Anytime new information is coming out, I'm updating. I gave Todd Gurley a big bump after I saw all the abandoned targets that were left for the Falcons. So I'm constantly just trying to give you guys as much information as I can. So make sure you check that, those out. Make sure you look for me this Thursday on the That's What G Said podcast. I'll be going through the NFL schedule. And I'll be telling, you know, again, situational plays I like. That if the number's right, I'll be on some future plays, some fancy plays I like. You know, so be looking out for that. I'll be back this Saturday. I'll record a podcast. I'll give out my UFC plays, maybe some NASCAR plays, and just kind of, you know, talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Hopefully, MLB's plan will be released. Like I mentioned, MLB's plan, I mean, MLB needs to be on point because there's four major points, sports, excuse me, MLB, 
NHL, NBA, and NFL. And if MLB goes out there and a team like hypothetically the Reds get COVID-19 and they start the season, they have to stop, that is awful for all the rest of the sports, namely football. Because if college football doesn't go, colleges are losing all that money for all their athletics, and that's going to be a huge blow to them. Huge. And college sports will be dead as we know it and will be an elitist school activity, mainly on the East Coast. And I really don't think that everyone that's pushing sports to come back is comprehending that, as I mentioned before. But anyway, that's it for this Tuesday, May 12th episode of the ETOF 21 Sports Hot Podcast. Thanks for checking me out. Give me that five-star review, like, comment, anything you guys can do. Greatly appreciated. I'll be back this Saturday. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay away from people. Don't be stupid. I will talk to you guys later. Have a good one.